You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Here we go. It is episode number 36 of the Rosie Report regular season roundup. As the Guardians get ready to take on the Brewers this weekend at Progressive Field, we recap the Oakland series, specifically Thursday afternoon, a 6-1 win for the Guardians, allowing them to sweep a three-game series for the first time this season. Coming up a little bit later on in the podcast, we will hear from Assistant General Manager Matt Foreman on a variety of subjects, but first a look back at Thursday's 6-1 victory over Oakland, a game where the Guardians were trailing one nothing, heading to the bottom half of the fifth inning. That's when Josh Bell hit a mammoth home run off the walkway above the home run porch in left field, one of the longest home runs we've seen in quite some time. That tied the game, and then a mile straw triple put the Guardians in front for good, and that backed up some strong pitching from the starter, Logan Allen, and then five innings to fill from the bullpen, but they got it done in a 6-1 to victory, and the Guardians remain one game back of the front-running Twins in the American League's Central Division. After the game, Terry Francona talked about it. What did you think of Logan, and how was him being a younger pitcher playing and maybe winning something off in that game? We're certainly aware of their innings, the intensity of coming here for the first time. So I don't think every time a kid comes out, just because he's young, but he's going through a lot of things for the first time. And he was at what, 9989? That's a lot. Like, for, I think when we, if you ask Carl, and I know I certainly feel this way, that's a lot more intensity and on your arm and fatiguing as opposed to maybe going seven it, you know, when you're, when you're kind of in a rhythm, he had to fight for everything he could get. Now the good part of it was he did, and he didn't give in, he didn't give up any runs, but it's just a lot of deep counts. When he hits were different and it, it, it shows, you know, it's his speed and it turns the lineup over and just, it, it, it certainly helps. We asked you about Daylo all the time. Just in a game like today, we need somebody to go see what he's done. That was the idea was, okay, we'll bring him in the seventh. If it's a long inning, we'll do something else, but let's at least give it a chance. And then we got that line-out double play. That kind of saved us. Is Brennan okay? I know you were going to do it today. Off yeah, I'm, I don't think he's going to play. Well, they got lefty tomorrow anyway, but I think he's okay. He's sore. Like I think we thought he was nothing worse than that. I think we'd like to try to get through this weekend. Then, if we need to, then then maybe you start talking about an IL. But I don't think we're anywhere close to that. Also, after the game, both Josh Bell and Miles Straw stopped by the interview room, and Straw first off talked about the length of the home run that Bell hit just prior to Straw's go-ahead RBI triple. What did, uh, what did you think about where Josh's home run landed? I stopped following it, to be honest with you. I just I knew it was going off of that and hoping it stayed fair. And once once I kind of saw it had the right – I mean, I saw it on the replay hit like the – whatever it is out there, the concourse maybe or the walkway. So that was pretty cool. 
pretty pretty good blast. Josh, for you to to be able to, to get around on, on that and, and, and drive it like that, what's what's that feel like to to know that you've got a ball pretty much right off the bat like that? Yeah, it feels good. I mean, uh, like Miles was saying, I was praying that it stayed fair, you know, with the wind blowing, you know, side to side like it was, um, kind of side spun it. So just happy that it wrapped around the pole and, you know, it got us got us on the board. Miles, did you think the ball that you hit was without? No, I thought it was getting hot, to be honest with you. The way Tony Kemp kind of went back on it, I feel like he was, you know, facing me, looking up like it was kind of like a routine fly ball. And I was hoping I at least got to, got to the wall for that, you know, that RBI and the, and that go ahead and run. So, you know, fortunately enough, it did. And you didn't know, I mean, we were kind of grinding against those guys all day today and uh, you know, they, they got some, you know, runners on the board, you know, early kind of had some traffic. So, uh, you know, they, they fought a good little series. Um, you know, they had to lead every single game this series and uh, I think we did a pretty good job of uh, chasing those guys back and uh, coming back and fighting back. So it's a pretty good feeling. Miles, are you feeling more comfortable at the plate now? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Is there a reason? Or yeah, uh, Val got me some new bats. That might work a little bit better. So yeah, and Andre some new music. So a little good combination going there. Changing bats or anything or what? What? Oh yeah, yeah. I got the Chuck knob lock now. The good old, uh, good old big knob. You'll see it eventually if you haven't seen it already. But uh, no, it's just. Just keep them working. Uh, bats do feel good. I mean, just, yeah, just going up there with more confidence is always better. So uh, just trying to, you know, just as the offense gets going, I feel like everyone's slowly starting to get get going. So it's, you know, it's one man after another, and uh, it can be pretty streaky at times. So good stuff there from maybe two hitters who are, are underrated in terms of what they may mean to this offense. If Bell can really get rolling and Straw can contribute, at the bottom of the lineup, that could really change things for the Guardians offensively, who are really seeing some positive signs now offensively. Have they, they've been a lot more consistent scoring runs, and uh, certainly on Thursday that came to the forefront once again with a six-run output in a 6-1 to one win. Matt Foreman is one of the assistant general managers for the Guardians. We caught up with him uh, at the tail end of the last road trip as they were making some player moves with Bo Naylor being called up to the big club to handle the catching chores on a full-time basis. And uh, we talked to Matt about that, among other subjects, when we caught up with him last weekend. Yeah, Rosie, thanks for having me on. I think um, you know, we faced a really good San Diego Padres team earlier in the week, and um, you know our starters uh, were able to, to keep us in games but didn't give us as much length as we might be accustomed to. And I think as a result of that, you know, our bullpen's been a little bit taxed. Um, you know, Tristan McKenzie wasn't able to make his start um, on Friday, and as a result, again, our, our bullpen was a little bit taxed. And so we've just um, tried to weather the storm a bit and, and make sure that we have, uh, you know, sufficient availability from an innings perspective. And, and we want to be careful not to put any of our relievers in, in situations where they're overextended or situations where they shouldn't be pitching in. Um, to your point, this is not atypical uh, for any for any season um we'll get in these stretches for uh two or three days here and there um and uh you know fortunately our guys have been so uh resilient and willing to attack uh the challenge that that's in front of us and i know tom and tito will cover bo naylor's arrival certainly a top prospect and when you look at timing uh for him was it all part of the the roster shuffle that that allows him to be here and and the veteran mike zanino being dfa'd or 
or was that something that that had been in the works and and this is his time and and you had to make room yeah i think we're thrilled for for bo to to be here he's um you know he's got uh, more than a half season under his belt now in in AAA. In addition to this year's, you know, some time there last year. Um, you know, I think the word readiness is always a, a funny one in this context because you know I, I don't know that we we think of things that way. We often think that when a player's in the minor leagues, he's developing and he's got focuses and goals to to make progress on. And I think it's the same in the big leagues. Um, every player here on the roster and and you know Bo will be no different. We'll have a set of goals and focuses for for himself developmentally and so um excited for Bo to to join the group and um you know both continue getting better and, and impact us on the field stay tuned we'll have more with matt foreman after this short break welcome back to guardians warm-up we're at chase field in phoenix which is the home of this series this weekend but also the home of the major league baseball scouting combine yeah. scouting combine for for amateur players prior to the draft college and high school players and matt you're out here and you'll be joined by a pretty good contingent of front office folks from the guardians and um, this is something relatively new uh, how successful has it been and what do you look forward to here this week yeah major league baseball's done a great job of um investing in the combine um it's grown in in popularity over the last handful of years and really um in productivity as a result of the participation of some of the best players in in the draft class i think over uh 300 players and it's really the top players in the country will be at this year's combine as you mentioned we have a a pretty big contingent of uh you know our our scouts in addition to front office staff and our our medical and and performance staffs coming in so we'll we'll have a big group um getting to know players at a deeper level than we already have and and um you know it's it's really the capstone event of the scouting calendar before the draft uh in a couple weeks and you mentioned that getting to know them a little bit better you most of the players here you've seen in some shape or form uh playing with their respective teams be it high school or college what do you do you get from this experience here that maybe you can't during those experiences yeah, that's a great question. For most of these players, we've been tracking them for a year or even three to four years, right? For college juniors, sometimes we've been scouting them back to their junior year in high school. And for um, high school seniors, certainly for at least the last year. Um, but the combine provides an opportunity to, to see the high school players against each other. So the best competition in the country on the same field, uh, which is really nice from a scouting perspective. And then in, in addition to that, there are also opportunities for interviewing players, um, you know, to, to get to know them, to introduce them to the organization. And then from a medical perspective, um, you know, seeing how players move, um, better understanding their, their medical histories and, um, and where they are physically. So from a holistic perspective, I think the combine uh, can be really productive and differentiated from, you know, all the things that we've done for the last year or, or beyond. And it's indoors here at Chase Field, so you get to beat the heat, which is always a key this time of year in Arizona. Matt, thanks a lot for coming by. Appreciate it. Thanks so much, Rosie. That's Assistant General Manager Matt Foreman. And once again, the Guardians continue the homestand Friday night. They'll take on the Brewers at 7-10, 4-10 on Saturday, 1-40 on Sunday to close out the homestand. There are seats still available for the weekend, but there will be good crowds as the presale is strong. And uh, certainly the fans have turned out in a big way this season at Progressive Field as the Guardians are averaging better than 4,000 more fans a game than they were a year ago. So some real good signs and uh, great work by the fans here in Cleveland. 
That's going to do it for episode number 36 of the Rosie Report. Guardians Weekly gets you through the weekend. We'll be back next week with more podcasts bringing you up to date on the trials and tribulations of the Cleveland Guardians. So until then, this is Jim Rosenhouse. As always, thanking you for downloading and listening to the Rosie Report. <laughs>